Uh, hey everyone, welcome to the Kennedy Podcast's AEW Dynamite Review. Uh, so this is the first podcast that we're going to be recording without my dad here, but I do have a new co-host, uh, so why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, hello, my name is Cademan. Uh, I don't really have an online presence, so you probably do not know who I am. It's yeah. just a random... I'm just a random dude! Yeah. Um, so we met through, uh, we met through Discord. Uh, I think this is the first time we're, like, really talking. Uh, so... So what do you overall think of Dynamite tonight? Uh, it was a pretty solid show, you know? Yeah. A lot... Um, I feel like a lot of the matches were very short. Yeah. Everything everything was pretty fast paced. Yeah. There, was like, they, there wasn't really a lot of time to breathe. Yeah, they seemed, only... they seemed like they were sort of rushing through a couple of the matches just to like push the to push the segments. So that that's probably that's probably where you're coming from. Um but we'll get more into the show. We'll get into the show in more detail now as we um, pull up the full, uh, my full notes, which I have right here. And I'll get them up in a moment. Um, so as I'm pulling these notes up, I'm just going to plug a little bit. Um, we do have a Twitter account. At Kennedy Podcasts, it's well, it's what I just said. It's at Kennedy Podcasts, and um, we have two other podcasts: uh, the the Wrestling Variety Podcast, which uh, Cade Man will also be on uh, this Saturday. We'll be talking about our wrestling pet peeves, so that should be fun. Um, and me, my brother, and my dad have another podcast called album swap um where we talk about music so we have all those uh so we started off with Pac taking on eddie kingston uh what did you think of this match uh it was it was pretty hard hitting and you know it was like a, a standard like Pac dynamite match yeah and that you know they're going back and forth for a bit Pac hits a lot of devastating maneuvers and all that. And, you know, he wins with Black Arrow, sort of. Yeah. And, uh, again, TV time. It's a TV match. You gotta save stuff. But, again, I, I was, for Eddie Kingston and Pac going at it, especially with, like, the whole thing with Butcher and Blade and Lucha Bros, I was expecting, like... Yeah. Like, I, I kind of expected, like, a Blade job or something, but it's, it's all, it was all right. Right. It was a good match, though. Yeah, I, I expected it to go a bit longer. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I can't complain. It was still a decent match. Um, Pac ended up winning with the Black Arrow, as you said. Um, and then kept beating on Kingston after the bell. Uh, it seems like they're going to continue this storyline, but I, I don't know how, really. 
Um, just because, like, I don't know. You've already done the singles match, so I don't know what you do next, really. Uh, well, th- there's always the the rumor of AEW six man belts, and they're they both have, you know. Yeah, I've two guys. I have so, heard the rumor you know. of the trios titles coming uh, sometime this year, um, which would be cool. Uh, I hope that does happen, but. Um, we also had Lance Archer come out to, you know, aid Death Triangle in the fight, but it sent, it seemed like him and Pac got in a little, like, heated argument there for a bit. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe they'll be having a match soon, but who knows? It could be could be just like a little thing that they're trying to um they're trying to push for now but they might drop soon um I, yeah uh well i I'd, I'd give this match like a maybe c plus i felt like it could have it could have been given a bit more time so what would what would be your grade yeah. for this I'm a, you know, I'm I'm more of a stars guy myself. That's fine. I'm gonna give this, yeah, I'm gonna give this like two and a half to like three stars. Hmm. It's, you know, it it didn't really blow me out of the water. It was just kind of a standard TV TV Pac match and a standard TV Eddie Kingston match, really. Yeah, um, I like Eddie Kingston, I hope he, like, I hope he gets a, like, a kind of a push, maybe not world title, maybe, um, maybe TNT title or something, but I do like him, uh, so I hope he gets a little something there, um, but that was that. That's the big problem with AEW, I think, is, like, everyone is pretty good. But you can't really... No one can really have runs. Like, I don't really think Eddie Kingston could have, like, the TNT belt. Because that's just... That would feel weird. Mm -hmm. And, like... Same issue with, like, Brian Cage. That just... Like, if he had won, you know? I would have been... I'm like, what's what's he gonna do with it? He already has, like, his own belt. That is the difference between WWE and AEW. Like, WWE has a lot more belts to give people. Some people would argue WWE has too many belts. But, again, it it does suck because it's kind of bittersweet because AEW having fewer belts means that the best of the best get the belts. But it means that less people get opportunities. So it's sort of a... It's sort of a gift and a curse at the same time. Mm. Um, yeah. So next up, we had Miro and Chuck Taylor going at it. This one was quick. Um, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even see what happened in the match because I went up to go get food, and literally when I came back, the finish was happening. 
I left I left to go get the food as the bell rang and like three and a half minutes I came back and it was the finish already um, you know I, I expected Mira to win this which he did um, but I, I didn't expect it to be that quick um, what, yeah, I, what, I, just, I, I don't get what they're doing with this this Miro and Kip Sabian versus best friends angle it's yeah it's my it's so confusing my like, dad my dad it. was annoyed by that too because he thinks he thinks Miro deserves better uh not that the best friends are exactly bad that it's more that he thinks Miro would be a better singles wrestler than a than a tag wrestler um and you know I, I get that I think he's right about that and I I hope you know I hope this this tag team thing goes away kind of soon um but of course the added stipulation of this match was that if Chuck lost he would have to be Miro's something I think just like servant they've he, called it something else now yeah um, and yeah, I mean, that's probably going to be some sort of thing on Dynamite now. I don't know how they're going to really do that, but it's, it's it'll, happening. It'll be funny because it's, it's Chuck Taylor, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how you can carry that. I never really liked those like indentured servant angles that wrestling does. Because they usually end up with some weird thing happening. But, you know, if they could get it to the level of, like, a Miz and Mizdow, uh, when that happened, they, it could be, like, really cool. Um, and I hope they can get it to that level. Uh, yeah, it's another thing. It's Another thing is, like, we had another, you know, best friends feud. That was just on TV, like against Pride and Power, Prou- Proud and Powerful, right? But yeah. like, that was fun and a blow off after like all mm-hmm. the weeks of build it had. But like, well, where's the blow off for this? Co- where, where's it coming? You know? I don't know. Maybe when is it happening? they might be waiting for their next pay per view so they can do Miro versus Cassidy. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I hope. I think Miro should have just been hot-shotted to the title. Not to winning it, but to challenging for it. He could have... Well, he, yeah. yeah, but then that would have... I feel like that would have been too much of the same thing. Yeah. You know, Brian Cage, Lance Archer... Maybe not hot-shotted... Maybe not hot-shotted to the title as much. Maybe hot-shotted to the main event. Like, I feel like this is a mid-card feud. And it's... It's, you know, if it results in Miro versus Cassidy, which I'm sure is going to be a good match, um, I'm fine with it. But, you know, I'm I don't want it to result in like a tag blow off because Miro and Sabian versus the best friends doesn't really excite me that much. Um, also, when is this wedding gonna happen, dude? <laughs> They've been I... engaged for so long. Yeah. Just do the wedding angle. How you long don't... have they been engaged? They've been engaged since All Out? Yeah. They've been engaged since, like, July. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know how long people are traditionally engaged, but... No, like, no, I get that that's probably, like, that's not unrealistic compared to normal, you know, marriage. Yeah, and, I... you know, proposal and all that. But, like, if he's... We, we've, we introduced Miro as his best man. They yeah. went to a bachelor party. Yeah, the bachelor party it, usually happens, like, the night before the wedding. Yeah, they went to a bachelor party. The best friends crashed it and put them through arcade machines. Yeah. And then they're still not married. I don't know. I, I... Just do the... I, are they trying to avoid a cliche, like, wedding in the ring angle? No. But, like, those are They're gonna cool. do... They're like gonna... It. Oh, yeah. I think weddings and wrestling are always awesome, but, um... Miro should wear, like, a... He should wear a thing, and then he takes off the thing, and he has the Aces and H jacket on the back. <laughs> yeah. Is it getting hot in here, or is it just me? Um, I think Miro might be traumatized <laughs> from weddings now. Because of the last thing that happened with him in WWE. God. No, not that angle, no. What? Yeah, weddings might scare him now. Um... But anyway, uh, next up we had Matt Hardy backstage with Private Party. Um, it never gets it's ne it never gets easier to say that. Um, I want to call I always want to call them I always want to call him Matt Party or Private Hardy or something. It's it never gets easier to say that. And Matt, and Matt was just saying, "Listen up, <laughs> you two suck." Yeah. <laughs> You're was, ugly, you're stupid, give me $20. <laughs> I heard I heard this happening last week, and I was like, okay, this is going to be a slow burn angle. They're going to slowly but surely get sick and tired of Matt. No, this blew up, this pretty much blew up, like, tonight. And Well, it, 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 BT, it, BTE and the yeah. Sammy vlogs. I need, I need to watch BTE, because I've heard it's really good. Um, I did. I watched the 200th episode when they fought each other in the backyard, um, but I haven't watched since. And I watched the tribute edition to Brody Lee, but that's I haven't watched it outside of that. I've heard it's really funny. It's um, really funny, and you know, and there there used to be like very big important story bits, you know, before. Dynamite yeah. before yeah. AW entirely, really, but like now it's just kind of and eh. like you get you'll get like hints towards heel turn stuff, like Kenny stuff happening and mm -hmm. all that. But and of course the Dark Order, half the reason why the Dark Order was pretty much a face on that tribute show is because they've pretty much been faces on BTE because they're all pretty good at comedy and all their bits were pretty good yeah um i did I, yeah i watched the one where they fought each other too like in the falls count anywhere match and it was it was really good um like not just the comedy but the actual wrestling for doing it in the backyard was really good um but yeah i mean he basically ripped into private party he said the only reason they're so relevant today is because of him. 
and I don't know. I don't know how this is gonna how this is gonna really blow off. And he also wants thirty percent of their cameo. Oh, totally not based off anything. I don't know if they should be doing this because wasn't is he doing a Vince McMahon parody gimmick? Well, okay, so he's he's big money Matt, who was already basically a Vince parody back in his Ring of Honor run, and they're just shifting it to he's just playing again. It's a AEW is not really scripting out the stuff, and that's probably just what Matt wants to do with Big Money Matt. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, a, I'm my only worry is like, also like, is it coming too soon after Brody Lee? Uh, because he was the Vince McMahon parody gimmick. Are you sure you want to have another one that soon after he, after he passed? But I don't know. It's well, Brody was sort of a Vince parody gimmick, but you know. After his BTE stuff, they just kind of dropped the Vince stuff and made him his own, like, just, yeah. you know, abusive boss character with the papers and all that. Oh, yeah, the papers. I, I watched that tribute yeah. show, and, man, he knew how to hit people with papers. Um, but He's going to fall down for Sue. I don't know. Why is it always silver? Um... Because he's a child. He's, um, he's 29, but he's a child. Yeah. That that tribute show is really, really sweet. Um, I've, I've loved all the Brody Lee tributes that have, that have been done. Even the WWE one. Even though, you know, it was on YouTube. And they really should have done a 10-bell salute on TV. Um I I thought the he's not he wasn't working for them. It's just a yeah you know like you know I don't know maybe not a full ten bell salute but maybe just like I don't know the the YouTube thing was good anyway uh it was (laughs) it was hard for me to sit through all those big men crying um but anyway um we had the inner circle in the ring. Um, MJF, Wardlow, Hager, Sammy, Jericho, Proud and Fow- Whoa, Proud and Powerful. Um, you know, I really love this Inner Circle storyline, storyline that's going on right now. I like every, everybody that's in it, except maybe Hager. Um, I like just, like, all the storyline advancements that have been going on. And I just, I don't know where they're going to go with it, but I I feel like any way they go with it is going to be exciting. Um, yeah, and, and Sammy called Jericho a slut. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> every segment has just been so good. Even um, Le Dinner Debonair, when it first happened, was, I thought that was really good. And I don't understand why some people didn't like it. Like, it was, I mean... People like what they like and whatnot, but it was so, like, unexpected, and MJF was a really good singer. But, yeah, I mean, this segment was really good, too. Customarily good promo from, like, Jericho and MJF. Um, I, I feel like the teams are kind of weird, though. Like, Sammy's yeah. complaining about the, you know, the tag team stuff. 
So shouldn't he and Jericho be on the same team and then MJF and Hager for like further Wardlow stuff? Because we already know Proud and Powerful are going to win the match anyway. Cause I, yeah, I hope they win the match. They're the tag team guy. I want them. They've been tag team. I want them to seriously challenge for the gold. Um, I don't know if they are now because of other things that happened on the show, but I w- I would like them at some point to seriously challenge for the gold because they're good. But I didn't know that they were good until like two months ago when they did the brawl. Because other because otherwise they had done like serviceable matches, but also like. You know, <laughs> they weren't really being showcased, but then in that brawl, they did some really cool stuff. Uh, and I don't know, I just hope they kind of do something with them. And they do deserve to win next week because I don't want MJF and Jericho to be in a tag team. I want them to be singles guys. But I don't I, I kind of just don't even want Jericho around. Let him leave. <laughs> he needs to kind of leave. Oh. But- you think Jericho should retire? It's like, I'm not saying he should retire. He just needs to leave for a bit. That's why all of his WWE runs were fine. Because he left and then came back. Hmm. I, you I, missed him. So, we, so you were excited to see him again. Yeah, I don't have any problem with that. I I don't think AEW is ever going to do that because he's sort of the one bringing in most of the views. But, you know, they're just like, they see, oh, Chris Jericho's on there. Cool. Uh... I know him from when I was a teenager and I watched wrestling. I'll put him, I'll watch this cool. Um I I'm pretty sure he's a, a, I think he's like selling to that more 49ish demographic because he's like they remember him from when they were like 16 and watched wrestling. So they say, "Oh, that's cool. I'll watch this show because it is Chris Jericho on it." Yet also WWE's chucking out Goldberg, so maybe that's what they're doing. Um, but yeah, uh, we have that match next week. Uh, Santana and Ortiz versus Guevara and Hager versus uh, Jericho and MJF. That should be a good match, hopefully. And, you know, that this segment was good. Um, they all, you know, made up in the end, so... It was a very successful segment. Uh, I'd say maybe maybe segment of the show. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll come back to it as the show goes further. Uh, but we cut to backstage and Kenny Omega was there with uh, the Young Bucks. They of course ended last week all doing the two suites with Gallows and Anderson. Um, what do you think about this elite reunion, or you know maybe not now? Because what do you, what do you think about this whole potential elite slash bullet club reunion? So, at first, I was like, "Oh, that's cool," but then, as I've seen from you know other people, mm-hmm. it it's kind of just. It's like NWO 2000 in a sense, where, like, it, it's kind of redundant. Yeah. That was my... Like... Yeah, that was my big gripe with the whole thing. We, we have the Bullet Club still. They're 
in Japan. Yeah. They don't have Kenny or the Bucks or Gals and Anderson in there, but, like, they're still around. Yeah. They've I, still um... been pretty successful. One of them just main evented the second night of Wrestle Kingdom, and one of them just won both the IWGP World and Intercontinental titles. Yeah. Um... The, the same night, and the New Japan Cup. It's... I don't know if they're going to call them the Bullet Club because I don't think they have the rights to that yet. Um, nope. But I don't know. I guess it's I guess it's an elite reunion. But I guess the, are Gallows and Impact, Anderson even part of call, the elite? Yeah, on Impact they've been calling this you know the the Gallows Anderson and Omega trio the Super Elite. Oh. So. They advertised, oh, the Elite's going to be in action. Yeah, it was the Super Elite. Oh, okay. Um, well, that makes sense based off what we saw. So it made it seem like Kenny was going to face off against uh, the team of my favorite wrestler, Griff Garrison, and his friend, Brian Pillman, uh, against some... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Huh? What's up? Griff Garrison? He's... Yeah. Griff Garrison's my favorite. Um, but he's teaming up with... Um, they were teaming up with some guy named Danny Limelight. Never seen... I've never seen him before. Um, but it... They made it seem... Kenny made it seem like... Uh, the Bucks were going... Or... Don Callis made it seem like the Bucks were going to come out and team with Kenny, but instead it was the Good Brothers who came out and helped him. Uh, so, what did you think of this match overall? Alright, yeah, so Kenny and the Good Brothers versus uh, the Varsity Blondes and that other dude, Danny Limelight. What did you think about this match? So uh, I've I've been watching Impact recently. I've I've seen the Good Brothers. I've I've seen Kenny in that bus for five straight weeks or something. Uh, yeah. I I Gallows is a journeyman in wrestling. You know yeah, he's yeah. been he's been in Impact several times. He's been in WWE twice. He was in the Aces right. and Eights. Yeah, he's been. He's been in New Japan. He's been in Ring of Honor. He's been in that one, that one like California indie show where Joey Ryan was gay. Like, but that show didn't happen because of money reasons. Oh, oh yeah. My, my problem is he's he's just kind kind of like you know he's he's in his forties. He's in his late. He's getting to his late forties. Yeah. He's just not really like you know, fast anymore, and he's not really that big of, you know. Yeah. You look at Lance Archer, he's he's pushing the same age, and he's fine. Yeah. But it's like, I want to see some good wrestling on my shows. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. I, I just... I, I would appreciate... Like, I like Carl. Carl, his, he's... He's still untapped in mm-hmm. terms of singles push. 
after you know him going all the way to the finals of the 2012 G1, mm-hmm. it's he's just. I wish they took more of a chance on Carl and stuff, but yeah. I get their package deal. I get their package deal. Um, and but it it was an all right match, you know. Yeah. This this has been this is the second match of the night, I believe. No, we uh, didn't even give Miro and Chuck Taylor. Oh yeah, ratings. we didn't give that a I'll grade. Just, I don't know, like, I, uh, one and a half star. There you go. Uh, For this, I'd have to agree. Um, too short. Um, this match, for, I'd give it uh, for this match. I'd give it maybe for what it was got two stars. For this match, yeah, yeah, I'd give it two stars too. It's it's just an enhancement match to get the yeah. Super Elite over as a concept, and mm. also to have you know to build the Bucks storyline with Kenny or whatever is going on. Yeah, and then got... after they win, oh my gosh, it's Moxley! My yeah. gosh, it's well, Moxley. He here? comes out. Uh, starts beating on them, and then the Lucha Bros come out and help um, Moxley fight with the Super Elite, and the Bucks come out at some point. I don't remember when they came out. Um, They're all having a big fight. AEW officials come out and break it all up. Yeah, overall, I wouldn't... I would say this match was longer than I expected. It was longer than uh, Miro versus Chuck Taylor, which is surprising to me. Like, I don't know why they couldn't cut a few minutes off of this match. Or not a few minutes, maybe like a minute or two off this match and give it to that match. Because in the end, the whatever, the yeah. Varsity Blondes and whatever the other dude's All name that is. All that time to uh, Ken- Kenny's entrance. Yeah. Um, but the ma- the match itself had quite a bit of time, I think, just for like a bunch of basically jobbers. I know I know they have big plans for Brian Pillman Jr. and they should because he seems really talented, but he's not anywhere near the level of Kenny and the Elite at this point. Um, basically, what's a jobber match? Got like what this get like? 12 minutes? It's like 15 minutes, I think. Yeah, like the I expected it to be like a maybe 5 minute match. You know, Kenny, maybe the maybe the jobber guys get a few hope spots, but eventually Kenny hits one of them with the one-winged angel and puts it away. Or they hit the magic killer um and you know, put it away. But I got 15 minutes to shine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about this Super Elite storyline. I hope it's... I don't know what this is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be an Impact versus AEW storyline. Or if it's going to be, you know, maybe they form this whole Super Elite stable. Or maybe Kenny Omega is going to be the belt collector like people have been saying. Because now, he's, we've got. I feel like we're gonna get like most of our answers on where the stories go on Saturday with friggin' the pay per view. Yeah, but, yeah, he's gonna be on the pay per view. 
He's fighting Rich Swan, who I'm pretty sure is the Impact Champion, isn't he? Yep. It's a six-man Kenny, Gals, and Anderson versus uh, Rich and the and the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah. Honestly, when Mox's you know music started playing, I didn't think it was for. I didn't think it was Moxley's music and Titan Drone. I thought it was the Motor City Machine Guns, and I was like, Oh, oh yeah, let's go. That would have been no. awesome. Um, I I fun fact about Rich Swan. He used to be in WWE as a cruiserweight, and he won the cruiserweight title. That's the only title change I've ever seen in person. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, One time, I saw Seth Rollins win the IC belt on a house show, and then he lost it back to Dean Ambrose. Oh, really? Yeah, they did that for a whole house show, like, cycle. They, They had, like, Seth say... They had Seth and Dean fight for the IC belt, and Dean would be like, oh, if I can't beat you in this time, then you get the belt. And then they would wrestle for that time. Dean couldn't beat him. Seth would have the belt, and then Dean would beat him in another match. So technically, like, Dean is like a 15-time Intercontinental Champion. (laughs) Where's the record book? Yeah, where, where is it? Maybe they just did that to get back at Jericho. That house show was canon because there's during right before the match, Seth Rollins was like, "Yo, I've got a surprise for everyone," and it was it was Glenn Jacobs, and he was promoting his new book, you know, his biography, and they posted the video of that to their YouTube channel. So that house show did happen. So, well, I mean, maybe they just did that to get back at Jericho for leaving. They beat his IC title reign. By making Dean also, the one with the most reigns, <laughs> that also makes Dean like a nineteen-time Intercontinental Champion too, because he yeah, beat. They, they didn't think that through. Yeah. Um, well, overall, you know, I'm I'm excited to see where this Impact storyline goes. I really like Rich Swan, um, so I hope he gets. I haven't seen his Impact work because I, you know, if I watched Impact, I'd have to watch four whole nights worth of wrestling a week, and that is too much. Um, I could cut Raw, though. I might, I don't know if my cable provider gets access or whatever it's on, but... Yeah, but you can watch it on Twitch.tv. Oh, I can? It's that. Impact Wrestling, yeah. Oh. Hey. Um, but, yeah. I could I could cut Raw off my viewing schedule easily. Raw's been trash lately. Yeah, and then you could watch three different one-hour shows. Yeah. And you'd have more fun. I Instead of watching... I could even cut my wrestling time down if I cut Raw out and watched Impact instead. Because isn't it two hours? I I believe impact is like one hour. Oh, it's only an hour. So yeah, I, I think so. My, I could cut my weekly wrestling viewing down to five hours if I stopped watching Raw. Because Raw has been absolutely terrible lately. Um, I don't know how Impact would be filling two hours up with just 
yeah. their roster right now. I mean, they got they got sort of a stacked roster. They got Gals and Anderson. They got Slater. They got EC3 now. They got what's what's his name? Eric no. Yeah, I mean, I don't EC3, know. EC3 is gone. Oh, he left? Yeah, he was just he was freelance. Now he's in Ring of Honor. Oh, that's cool. And, um, good and for Heath him. is injured, so... Good for him. At least he's getting used, finally. Um, but anyway, we had that match, and then we had, um, we had the waiting room with Britt Baker, um, starring... Special Co- guest Cody Rose, yeah. who does I, not get to talk today. I did not love this segment. Um, I didn't love the whole Jade Cargill thing to start off with. And I feel like it's going to be even more awkward now that Brandy's not going to be here. Um, originally, I didn't I remember. Like, I didn't remember that they announced she like, was. Where's she acting? Where's he gonna? Where, where is he at? Just. Yeah, I mean. Are we having this match, or is this another Shaq versus Big Show thing? Just I do hope, it. Pull the trigger. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that match would work. I think Cody is talented enough that he can maybe not make it awful but like i don't i don't know Shaq looks so and if it's anything like that splash that snoop dogg did last week i uh i i don't want to watch it <laughs> that splash was awful there was a there was a post on AEW's instagram that said who knew dogs could fly and like my literal response to it was they can't they can fall and i was well, like that's that's the that's the message of toy story basically yeah I, I was like dogs can't fly they can fall that's what he did that was awful i feel i feel horrible for his knees he looked like he took all that impact on his knees um but yeah jade cargill came out uh and Brandy's um, friend Red Velvet came out to basically tell Red Velvet to stop talking about Brandy, and that Brandy's her friend, and that she won't hear these ba- these bad things said about her. Um, and Cargill and Red Velvet got into uh, a bit of a scrap, um, and the whole AEW locker room came out to break it up. And then Thunder Rosa came out, came on the Titantron, and told Britt Baker that uh, they're going to be facing at Beach Blast. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't wait for that match. Uh, Thunder Rosa's really good. Britt Baker's really good. So I know it's going to be really good. I know it's going to be good. Um, I just hope whoever wins it challenges Sheeta and takes the title from her. Um. Sheeta wasn't even on the show. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't know. They said maybe they're focusing more time I don't... on like building up other feuds in the women's division. But she's your champion, and she hasn't even got a feud right now. She beat Abaddon last like, week. Okay, look, if you're gonna focus on the NWA title, how about just just yeah. merge the belts? Who cares? Yeah, I mean, like, or. I don't know. I heard AEW wants to buy NWA and maybe 
you know, merge all that, and that would be cool. They'd have a deeper women's division, and you know, more more talent in the men's division. Uh, what's his name? Is uh Nick Aldis still the champion of NWA? Yeah, he's incredibly talented. Yeah, I watched his I feel, match. But I feel like that's the thing. They they brought they partnered with NWA, but it's only. For the women's division, they've not brought in any of the tag stuff. Yeah, because their women's division was anemic a year ago. Remember, it was literally just Sheeta and Nyla Rose and Riho. And Um, also Britt, but she was injured at the time. Yeah. Um, Riho hasn't been there in, what, uh, like 10 months? Because of the oh, because of the layoff. Since she can't leave the country. Yeah, it's it sucks because she's good. Um, but you know, and I don't know. I I I like the fact that they're pushing. I don't like any division to just be a mad dash toward the title. Because like that was my problem with the cruiserweight division for a little while. Because there's like, I was like, there's no other stories here other than everyone wants the title and I felt the same way with WWE's women's division for a while and for a while I felt the same way about AEW's also, women's division. But there was also that time Yeah. There was also that time Rich Swan and Noam Dart got into each they, they fought and then Sasha Banks showed up and everyone was dancing. That was a weird yeah. story. I don't know. And that was the only time they did a cross Division storyline. Yeah. With the cruiserweight. I. The way WWE handled the cruiserweights was horrible. Um. Uh. Anyway. Britt versus Thunder Rosa. I'm excited for the match. Um. I feel like. I. Look. Sheeta is fine. But she needs to. I think she probably needs to lose the belt soon. Because. I think I'm getting a little bit... I think I want to see all these women who are actually going out there every week and putting on good matches get it. Like, maybe Thunder Rosa or Britt Baker or somebody. But that's not Sheeta's fault. That's, yeah, I mean, that's it's not... That's on the company for fault. not booking her. It's entirely AEW's fault that she's had such a such a poor reign, but I feel like maybe it's time to end it. And realize that you severely messed this up. And if you ever give the title back to her, realize that you have to do it better. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like, like to see. Yeah. Why couldn't? Why couldn't today? Why couldn't the match tonight have been Cheetah versus Taya? What? Why? Why uh, was it in an NWA Women's Title match? It didn't I mean, change the belt. I mean, she Serena's fought, just going over these girls that. Yeah, I mean, she she fought Abaddon last week. My only problem with NWA women's title defenses on AEW women is that you're going to job out to... You're going to job out your women to women that aren't even full-time members of your roster eventually. And I don't... I, I'm not really psyched about that. Um... But otherwise, you know, jobbing out women who yeah. you're jobbing out women to someone who is fully signed with the company, 
but you're doing it to build prestige for a belt that is not in your company. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's my problem. Um, but anyway, we had, um, we had FTR take on Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt Jurassic Express. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this match, sort of. Um, I'm not the biggest Basic, basic Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt tag team match. Yeah, I like Jungle Boy. I think Jungle Boy is incredibly talented. I think he can go places. I, I like him. It's just I, I I'm I'm not the biggest fan of when he's tagging with Marco yeah. instead of Luchasaurus. Um it, The whole story I get why there is but like Yeah. The whole story of the match Luchasaurus wrestled let him tag let him choke yeah. slam people. You know Um The story of this match is basically Marco Stunt was trying to prove that he was a valuable asset to uh, the Jurassic Express, and did he end up, I think he ended up taking the pin, uh, to, uh, one of them, Cash Wheeler, I think, uh, they had the Goodnight Express, which I, in my opinion, is one of the best tag finishers of all time, I love that move, um, I miss them calling it the Shatter Machine, because I think that's a better name, but, I, I, I really like that move. Um, and yeah, FTR picked up the win. Uh, kind of hope this is the end of the feud, though. I'd like to see them... I don't... I don't know what they're... Re- three stars. Yeah. yeah, three stars. I. This is a good match. I, I don't know what FTR is really doing. Um, I think they might be working their way back up to the belts, but... I, I don't know. I think it's admirable if that's what they are doing, if they're trying to earn their way back to the titles instead of just getting an immediate rematch. I think that's an admirable thing to do, but they pick up the win tonight. Um, I'm sure there's going to lead some sort of tension with Jurassic Express. Maybe Marco's going to go on a singles run. I'd rather see Jungle Boy go on a singles run, to be honest. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, three and a half stars. Uh, I like that FTR being used again. I'm glad they're being used again. Um, but next up, we had the NWA Women's Championship. Now, I need to know from you, am I the only one who finds the NWA Women's Championship really, really ugly? I like it. It's white. It's got silver, and it's got the little picture in the the center, like you know, Moolah's yeah. belt had. See, I, I don't like cool the picture in the center. I think it makes it look like a toy. To be fair, every belt in wrestling, besides like the AEW World Title, I think most of AEW's belts are fine. Maybe the TNT title isn't great. But, like, every belt in WWE looks like a toy, to be fair. Um, except the IC title. Um, but, yeah, this that it looks like a toy to me. And, I, and it's too small. I feel like wrestling has a stigmata against giving women bigger belts. And I, I don't get it. Yeah, because then it wouldn't fit. 
I mean, that's a joke. That's... Nobody wears belts around their waist anymore. <laughs> I feel like I, I haven't seen somebody put a belt around their waist in like maybe a year since Brock had a, the belt. I haven't seen Roman never puts the belt around his waist. Drew, I feel Drew, like what? Yeah, Drew wears Drew, it on his Maybe Drew does it. But I don't know. I feel like it's su- it's become such a lost art putting belts around your waist. Um I think John Cena I think John Cena may have had something to do with that. But I feel like we we skipped a segment. We skipped the uh did we? The the Dark Order interview. Oh, we did. Is that yeah, yeah, that's that's my fault. Uh, yeah, they interviewed uh, Hang. Well, they got interviewed first, and Ty Conti was just basically talking her smack at Serena Deeb, and um, then they interviewed Hangman Page. They're gonna be teaming with Hangman Page next week. Hmm, I don't know. Is Hangman gonna be part of the Dark Order? Yeah, I think they're gonna go with it. Yeah, and because here's what the I Dark think. Order are probably officially faces at point. Yeah, like, I think if Hangman does join the Dark Order, maybe it'd be a good idea if they do go full in with this super elite thing to maybe make the Dark Order the anti elite, uh, like task force or something. I think that would be really cool, and like with Hangman at the helm, they could do that. Yeah. yeah. Um but we had Serena yeah. Deeb versus Ty Conti. I like this match. I think Serena Deeb is very talented. So is Ty Conti. Um Tony Schiavone doesn't know how to say her name though. He keeps saying Ty Conte, which I'm pretty sure is not how you say her name. Um it, but it's pretty, you know, it's standard NWA title match on Dynamite for some reason instead of booking your actual women's champion so yeah. three stars I don't know I don't I don't necessarily even need them to book her in a match just have her have some storyline advancement or something like I feel like I, I saw Sheeta last week but like she never comes around and she's Still got the belt. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, uh, D Serena D retained. Um, Anna J came to uh, Ty Conti's. He ca- she came to comfort Ty Conti. Um, and yeah, so it I mean, seems like they um, do something with Serena to make her like a heel. Maybe I don't know. I mean, um, if you do that, just have her challenge for Cheetah's belt. Yeah. You Let, know what? Do, She's talented enough. Do that what she... literally everything. What would realistically happen with a person from another promotion showing up and taking time out of the show to promote a different brand? Be yeah. Like, you know what I would think you know, would be awesome. Have her be like, "I'm better." I think it would I be, want your belt. Yeah. I think it would be awesome if AEW started like hoovering up all the belts. Like maybe like Kenny wins all the world titles, 
Maybe the Bucks win all the tag titles, and maybe Deeb wins all the women's titles. I think I think that would be cool. You know, she or she could just win the NWA and AEW women's title. I think I think she's talented enough that she could do that. Also, you've also if there's not a bit with Serena Deeb. And uh, Gallows on BT, I'll be kind of disappointed. Oh, yeah. Damn, that's why they need to get CM Punk and AEW. Put them in a segment with the Dark Order. The boom. Cold yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've heard all these rumors of CM Punk and AEW. That's how you bring them back. Straight Edge Society Reunion. Yeah, that's that's why that's how he's gonna come back to wrestling. Not yeah. He not, said if the storyline was a good boatload enough, of money, straight into society. Yeah, he said he said he said if the storyline was good enough, he'd go to AW. I I think that would be a good enough reason to go to AW. And also Colt Cabana. Being oh there. yeah, they could yeah, set up some podcast equipment in the middle of the ring. He's gonna shoot on Colt Cabana. Literally yeah. and figurative. The only problem with CM Punk going to AEW with me is I think CM Punk is best when he has like a system to rebel against, and I don't know if there's anything like that in AEW. There's nothing like that. He in WWE. would be the system in AEW, basically. Yeah, you know, there's nothing like that in WWE either, unless he wants to rebel against Adam Pearce. Oh my gosh, Adam Pearce. Yeah, I, Former five-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Adam current Pierce. number one contender, the Universal Championship, Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce. I last match he wrestled before Friday Night SmackDown this last few days ago was against Hangman Adam Page in Ring of Honor in 2015. Oh, was it? Yeah, I legitimately called him Hangman Adam Pierce once as a joke. Um, and my, my dad legitimately thought that was what he was called because he didn't remember ha- Adam Page existed. Because he was like, oh yeah, that guy, Hangman Adam Pierce, that's who he is. And I was like, no, no, it's Hangman Adam Page. I was kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, but like, CM Punk works best when you're something to rebel against. And, you know... Either way he goes right now, that would not be very entertaining. Because Adam Pierce, I think Adam Pierce has all the charisma of a chewed up stick of gum. So I don't. Maybe... Well, that's because he has to play the authority figure. Yeah. I've seen him in NWA. I feel like I feel like they should just maybe retire general managers or something because he's technically not a general yeah, I feel manager. Like... You kind of need the role, really. Yeah. All right. Well, next up we had... We're talking about this instead. Yeah. <laughs> women's match because it was kind of just... Yeah, it was, you know, it was a three-star match. Next week yeah. we have uh, Jericho and MJF versus Proud and Powerful versus Hager and Guevara. We have Hangman and the Dark Order teaming up against KS Project and TS2. TH2, sorry. Um, it's negative one's birthday. It is. Oh, 
Well, that's that's why the match is happening. That's that's what it said. Oh, okay. They're All just right. gonna they're gonna be like every time <laughs> something happens with negative one, he gets to book something. I guess. Oh yeah, negative one is wrestling's biggest workhorse right now. Negative one will book the AEW GM video game. Yeah, he should year. book the main event will... for Revolution. Um, he will write. He's going to write the AEW video game story. Oh yeah. Um, Brody Lee will win every single match. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how. I don't know if that'll actually happen. I'm not sure. Dude, I'm works. considering framing my Luke Harper action figure now. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, is it going to be like an Owen Hart in Attitude situation where it's dedicated to him? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we can't. We yeah. have Matt Seidel and Top Flight. All right. They're taking on Matt Hardy and Private Party. Um, I feel like everyone really loves Matt Seidel. I don't. I feel as if Do you not like, like smoking weed in Japan. Uh getting getting I mean, banned from Japan. I've never been in Japan. No. Never, never being able to work New Japan for a while because yeah. you have a criminal record in Japan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he did that, which is crazy. But like, I don't know. His wrestling never. His shooting star press was awesome until he. You know, completely messed it up and all out a couple months ago, but he he really I don't know he just doesn't impress me that much. Um, but we have the main event: Darby Allen versus Brian Cage. My dad was walking through the room midway through this match, and he was like, "How much longer until Sting walks out?" It 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 it's Sting. Yeah. I just. I mean, they should have had some stings. <laughs> just I don't know where they're going with no, this. No more, more just one sting. Everyone is sting. Make the whole crowd sting. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like that thing they did. They they did that in TNA once, didn't they? They made the whole crowd wear sting masks and spook somebody. The, no, it was, it was uh, well, like when Sting was first coming. They had Jeff Jarrett and his whole posse like all dress up as different versions of Sting <laughs> before the actual Sting showed up. And um, then, of course, there was yeah. the WWE segment where Sting was, you know, talking to Triple H, and Triple H was like, "Oh, come face me!" And then he turned around, and it was Heath Slater, the Sting, but he still got scared. Oh. Um, and then there was the TNA thing where Rob Van Dam is just walking through the crowd, and there's this guy wearing a Sting mask, and he pulls it off, and oh my gosh, it's Sting! It's why would Sting wear his own mask? Um, well, I guess he Disguise. needs to. I guess he needs to advertise. Um, and you know, he could have just RVD might have just walked past the normal Sting because he was probably you know, puff puff. I don't think RVD has ever wrestled a match high. Like, oh. It's always... I don't like, know. I thought I heard that he wrestled a match high once. Anyway, TNT title match. Uh, <laughs> it was... Darby Allen versus Brian Cage. I used to not like Brian Cage, 
but I do now. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the former X Division and TNA World Heavyweight Champion, Brian Cage. Yeah. I mean... What's he going to do to Darby Allin? And then I was like, okay, so this is going to be like a Rey Mysterio Big Show match where, you know, Rey's, you know, Darby's going to be like the giant killer type deal and he's going to he's gonna do some counters and stuff. And then <laughs> friggin' Brian just straight up just beats for like seven minutes straight and Darby's like bleeding already. Yeah. He's bleeding profusely and I'm like, Jesus Christ he... Ryan, no, you can't be doing this. You can't be doing this to this child. Yeah. And... I mean, he... he said he celebrated his 23rd birthday, 28th birthday a couple days ago. I thought they said 20th birthday. And I was just like, oh yeah, this is really just a dude, a big dude beating up a 20-year-old skater dressed like Ellen. But, <laughs> I don't know. Darby went through a table to the outside. Or yeah. was that the barricade? And he shouted to bed. Oh, yeah, he, not too he tossed him th- through the air, through a table. I don't know, man. Brian Cage, I don't know why Brian Cage never went to WWE, to be honest. Steroids. Vince would have... Vince wouldn't have cared about the steroids. Vince would No, he cares about steroids if you're not directly related to him or you're Brock Lesnar. I don't know, man. Vince would have pushed him to the moon. Like, he'd be WWE champion right now if he had gone to WWE. I think. I'd love to see Brian Cage versus Brock Lesnar personally. That match was a... The match was pretty good. Yeah. He's four stars. I think Darby did a weapon spot at some point. I can't really remember. Oh, wait. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he did pushed, the, co- he he did the coffin Cage drop. The, he did yeah, the coffin drop. Yeah, he also pushed Cage onto the, the steps. That yeah. was a pretty good bump. It was an enjoyable, fun little match. Yeah. Then came out and tapped Ricky Starks on the nose with his bat. Um, I just... Okay. I get, I get that... They're building something or something. But, like, he he couldn't have given him the Scorpion Death Drop. He couldn't have given someone an actual wrestling move. I like, think, a body. Like, I honestly think if Sting would have hit the Scorpion Death it, Drop, he might have died. Why can't he hit a body slam? That's not going to kill him. It's just a body slam. I don't know. You, you just pick you pick someone up and then you slam them down. Nothing Literally, would be happening to him. If a- anything would have been better than him just like booping Ricky Starks on the nose with his bat. It didn't even look that hard of a shot. It looked like he shoved Ricky Starks with his bat and Ricky Starks went flying off the stage. Um Darby Allen picks up the win, retains his TNT title. I didn't really expect him to lose the title tonight. I don't know. I don't know what this is building towards. Is this building towards Darby versus Sting? Because I think Darby Allen might kill Sting. I don't. I'm thinking, like, okay, in my insane Booker man head, I would. I'm thinking this builds up to. This builds up to. Taz versus Sting at all? <laughs> oh my god! I like 
like, I I don't want to see a grandpa fight. But but like, could you imagine the promo package for that? It's just it's just freaking Jim. It's just Jr. and Tony Schiavone saying it's Taz, it's Sting. Yeah, just like... over and over. And then, yeah, I mean, there is the WCW versus ECW aspect of that, but also there's also a potential death on our hands if you do that. Every day there is a potential. Every time Sting is in a wrestling ring, there is a five percent chance that he dies. Same with Goldberg. Not not that he dies. There's a, like a ten percent chance that either he dies or he kills someone. He's not done that. Ex- he hasn't done that really. There, it's just the goal. It's just the Undertaker stuff. Yeah, he almost killed like, the Undertaker. Yeah, that was. Um, like I'm not gonna fault that on them. That was just, you know. Yeah, so um, Sting Sting just came out and finished off the match. Uh, and you know, Darby wins, retains. We have a new or we have a still TNT champion, Darby Allen. And um, yeah, so that was this episode of Dynamite. So what what would be your grade overall for this show? I'm gonna give it. All three stars overall. Oh, it was an average. Like it was a, it's an, It wasn't really exactly a New Year's smash, but it wasn't exactly a New Year's crash either. So it's, yeah, um, and it's not, a new, and it's certainly not a New Year's dash. Oh yeah, um, it was more like a New Year's match. It was a New Year's steadily 
go forward. If they had a if they had a certain wrestler with the name known as Kevin, then it would be a New Year's match. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think good storyline progression on this show. I think Miro versus Chuck Taylor could have been given a few more minutes. Um, and yeah, that's pretty Where much it. Where was even Trent in that segment? I don't yeah. remember him being there. Oh, Trent's injured. And they're still doing the story? Yeah, I guess. He's um, Louise. Yeah, so we'll, um, so that's it for your first week of podcasting, uh, or th- your first episode of podcasting. How'd you feel about, you know, this podcast? Did you enjoy your first experience? It, it's pretty good. It was a pretty good experience. You know, yeah. there, there was the hiccups, but if that, that's just Discord, on, you know? Yeah, we had tech, we had tech hiccups with my computer and Discord, but overall, um, good experience uh well i will see you um on saturday to record the the variety podcast um the each of our top five wrestling pet peeves um and next week we'll be back with another episode of dynamite so we'll see all you out there from me dan and cade man um for next week's dynamite and stay safe out there and wear your mask uh enjoy enjoy your night